This is the Family Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Schilling. Are you a mom who is tired of taking full responsibility for your entire family's health and happiness? This is the place where we unpack all that guilt, shame, and thoughts about you as a mom and show you how to live a life of purpose, even in family crisis. Hi, moms. This is episode eight, the crisis cycle. I am sharing something that I've observed after going through many different types of struggles with our family, where for a while there, I felt like we were just like crisis magnets, where it just seemed like one thing after another. And I know that many of you can relate to this idea, but for me, I would refer to myself as being in crisis mode. And crisis mode for me just meant that in a lot of ways, I had lower expectations for like laundry and dinner. (laughs) Um, And it's a coping strategy that I actually think is just, I mean, out of necessity, sometimes I think we go into crisis mode and we just have to lower our expectations. We just feel like we're at the capacity emotionally that we cannot do everything and do everything perfectly. So so I think it can be healthy to definitely be in crisis mode and however you define that for yourself. Um, but basically, it's just taking our expectations down a notch. And I'm not saying that that's not something that's good to do because I do it. And I think that I think it's just really a natural kind of a part of managing a crisis situation. But what I'd like to share with you is that when we get stuck in that crisis mode, then we do tend to, I have observed in myself and and also with other moms that I've worked with, that we can be stuck in that crisis mode phase to the point that it is not productive and it's actually detrimental and kind of sets us up for having almost uh, being prone to crisis because we just kind of, we just get stuck in that mode. And having lower expectations also means a lot of times that we have less awareness, less self-awareness. And that isn't something I recommend because when we start to be in kind of a frame of mind where we're not paying very close attention to how we feel and we just are on almost like autopilot. I know you can relate to this too. We just, we aren't being our best selves and showing up in our relationships and in our work and just all the things that we do. We're, we're just, we're just not in a good place. So I want to share with you how, what I've learned in reflecting on going through many different types of crises is that there is kind of a cycle to it where there's different phases. And for me, it's helpful to know. I like the idea of things being in cycles, that there's a rhythm or a predictability or a flow that for me, it's comforting and reassuring to know that like going through a crisis and being stuck in crisis mode 
is all there is. I like to know that that's just part of it. And then that part will end. And then there's another part that I can look forward to. I think it's kind of like when you think about childbirth too. When you have, when you don't think that the contraction is going to end, it's so hard and so painful and just mentally, it's really, really challenging. But when you know that that contraction is going to end and then you can breathe and take a, you know, take a rest and then you also know that there's a progression to it. And so that's also helpful. And I think when I think about a crisis cycle, knowing that there's a progression, that there's the crisis part and that I can be in crisis mode and that it's okay to be in crisis mode for that time period. But then the next part of the crisis cycle is a part where it moves me forward emotionally in my processing and it gets me to another kind of stage where, again, I'm moving forward instead of being stuck. So I have, in my observations, I have three and we could almost make one, kind of break one apart. So it could be however you like to think about it. There's either three or four, I think, stages of a crisis cycle. And as I talked about, the first one is just the crisis, just the actively managing a crisis as we all affectionately call crisis mode. It's just managing crisis. So it's not good or bad, but it's it's our lowest time of self-awareness because our brain is more occupied with managing the crisis. But the second phase, I like to think of it as a reflection phase and it's also a recovery. So this is the one where you can break it into two if you want. But for me, it's the reflection recovery combo. And I just think of it as, okay, this thing just happened and, you know, let's take a look at it. Let's, let's just allow ourselves to feel the emotions that are often not positive emotions, but are necessary ones, right? And so that phase is, you know, looking at it and deciding what am I going to make this mean? This, this thing that happened to our family, am I going to make it mean something bad about me as a mom? Or am I going to make it mean that this was something that was part of our family's journey? And, or does that make me mad when I think about it that way? And I don't want to think about it that way. I want to be mad that this happened and that's okay too. Like whatever the emotion is that you, that you need to process for yourself is that important phase, I think, of recognizing what happened, reflecting on it, and allowing yourself to feel whatever feelings come up. And then the next phase is, it's the point where, okay, this has happened. I've looked at it. I've decided what I want to make it mean. And I've felt all the emotions I want to feel about it. Now what? This is the most, I think, the highest level of self-awareness because this is where the intention comes in for whether or not I like the way that I'm still thinking about what happened and whether I feel like I've processed the emotions I need to process and 
it's a preparation in a way for if this ever happens again, how do I want to feel about it then? Or how do I want to be more prepared for it again if it happens again or something similar happens? And so it's a, besides a preparation, I kind of think of it as a readiness and not ready like I'm expecting another crisis or I'm, I dare say I'm attract, you know, I don't want to be one who's attracting crisis, of course not, but I definitely know things can happen that, that are out of my control and that are not predictable. But what is predictable is how I decide I'm going to, in a sense, have my own back no matter what happens. And the way that I can do that is, is to say things to myself and believe them also that, you know, this has happened to our family and it's made in some ways it's made our family stronger by having it happen and we have survived it and we will survive again because our family is that kind of family. And, and that's just one of them that I find that's helpful for me and my family. But I encourage you to think about some statements that you want to have that feel empowering to you as, as a mom and having gone through an, um, different types of crises, you know, what, what are the statements you want to say about your family and have those be ones that you practice when you go through these stages of crisis so that when you get to that stage where you're doing the preparation stage, you have some thoughts that you want to think because what you're really doing in that last stage or phase is you're really deciding ahead of time how you want to control what you can control the next time something unexpected or some type of crisis or difficulty happens to your family. And for me, that's where I feel like the the two benefits of having this awareness of a crisis cycle is that one, we're never stuck in one phase of something that that happens. We we don't we have some agency over knowing that these stages that we will go through and that they're fairly predictable and that we have some control over at least the parts of them that are what the way that we want to show up and think about whatever happens. So we definitely know that we don't have a lot of control over external things, but we do know, we know that when a crisis happens, we're going to go into crisis mode. That's going to be a normal kind of coping strategy. That's a natural thing for us to do. And then we know that getting stuck in that phase can not be productive and not be healthy. So having that next phase and being aware that we can say, yes, I need to reflect and kind of think about what happened and how what I want to make it mean. And then I want to make sure I've processed my emotions and then going to that next part of like, okay, now what, now that I've had this learning experience about it and I've processed my emotions and decided how I want to think now, this is how I'm ready if that happens again. And that for me is comforting and reassuring. But the other thing I want to share about it is that I think there's 
I think of um, these cycles as kind of the difference between wanting to take action versus being in just a state of being in the moment. And I think that we think of crisis as action-oriented time, you know, that you should be all action. And I think we think about that not just in crisis, but we just tend to think about that anyway. We just, we want to go straight to the action. You know, what are we going to do next? If you ever like want to start a new exercise plan or any any goal that you set for yourself, we always go straight to like, okay, tell me what to do. What's the action? And I think it's important to recognize even when we think about a crisis and a crisis cycle that it's not always about the action that we're going to take. It's equally as important that we stay in the state of just being, just being in the moment. And when we're being in the moment, we're focusing on our feelings and our emotions. And we're just having that sense of where we are right now. And if you think about when you want to take actions, you're usually thinking either about what you didn't do. So you're in the past and you're thinking you should have done something different or you're thinking about actions that you feel like you should do that you need to do. Um, you're thinking about the future and everything that you need to get done. Just thinking about having a crisis cycle and the predictability of that can be useful for you. I'd also encourage you to think about the difference between actions and being in the moment. And I encourage you to have a balance as you go into 2021. This is coming out, I think, the last week of 2020. And so I... For me this year, I am thinking of how to say goodbye to 2020 now that it's in the rearview mirror and think about what an incredibly unusual and crazy year in so many ways that it was, but also how much I appreciate some of the gifts that 2020 gave me and my family and think of it as almost thanking, you know, saying goodbye and thanking 2020 for the gifts and then looking forward to 2021 as something that I have to look forward to, but also receive new gifts that are, that 2021 will bring. I'm in this feeling of abundance right now where there's this sense of there's so many gifts in the world that we can appreciate just by having this awareness and, and being in the moment. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now as we move into 2021. And I hope that this crisis cycle concept is one that will be helpful for you as you think about when unpredictable things happen to your family and as we know that they will. and how having a an understanding of the crisis cycle that's predictable can be helpful 
Thank you for joining me this week and I will see you next week in the new year of 2021. If you love what we're doing on the podcast, you should come and join my free and private Facebook group called Family Crisis for Moms. It's where we dive deeper, study, and finally solve all the things we talk about on the podcast. It's next level work if you're serious about making a change. It's free and full of moms just like you who want a better life. So head over now and join us. The link is on my website in the top right corner. See you there.